Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now, here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. With me today is my good buddy and friend, Dr. Harry Nemazagara. How are you, man? Hey, Andrew. How are you? Doing great, right, man. Doing great. So really impressive background as always. So Harry's a pulmonary and critical care medicine physician, a real estate investor, an entrepreneur, and most importantly, co-founder and manager of Neiman Equity which is a commercial real estate syndication company where he helps physicians to earn more passive income, lower taxes, and achieve financial freedom. It's so powerful. He's got experience in rental properties and currently owns and manages nine properties across the DFW. That's Dallas-Fort Worth for our international listeners, probably <laughs> that area. And he's a general partner in almost 800 units across four different states. Again, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you. Now, like again, thank you for having me on your show. Of course, of course. So I love to hear, you know, You've invested really heavy in your education. You know, doctors have you know that stereotypical aura of prestige, much like you know lawyers do. Why not continue down that path and focus all your eggs in one basket in terms of the MD profession? You know, why go down the real estate path and complicate life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, like it comes to us. I mean, actually, like my wife, she's also a physician. She's a family medicine doctor. So two physicians in the family working full-time at some point. And yeah, like so many people, even our friends or even our investors ask us, like, was just not to continue on that. It came to the realization like a couple of years ago, and especially during the pandemic, right? Like that we had only one source of income, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so we were like highly paid professionals, but again, we were depending on specifically our work. Mm -hmm. And if somewhere and something would have happened to us, we were going to be in real trouble like my wife or myself, mm -hmm. right? Like, so that's one of the important things. And the other thing is like, again, like most about what I talk with friends, family and investors is also about education. And many people, like, especially like professionals or busy professionals, they tend to know, or they tend to invest in what they're familiar with, right? Like, and so like, and the most common thing to invest here in the US and in general is like the stock market, mutual mm -hmm. funds, your retirement accounts, 401ks, right? Like, but we don't know that there are other assets out there that can help us with our diversification, right? Like, and just to prevent, to put, like, as, as you were saying in the beginning, all our eggs in just one basket, right? Like, so we were very, I mean, interested and intrigued, like with real estate, like for a long, long time. Actually, we have some background, like from back in our country, like in Peru, like some of our family were doing real estate, like many years ago. So we were very interested already. And it's actually, we just couldn't do it until five or six years ago. And the reason was because like we were here in the States doing training and the nature of doing training as a physician is like every three or four years, you move to another city, like to mm. for, for the next like training in your life. Right. And after that, like, then you move to start like your practice or working for a hospital or for an employee. Right. Like, and so it, so it took some time until we actually arrived here to Dallas forward. <laughs> and that was five to six years ago. And we fell in love with the area and our kids really love like the area and the school and their friends and all of that, where we decided like, Hey, just, we just need to finally settle here, here in Dallas. Shortly after that, like we bought our residence here. And then like, I think like two or three months later, we started investing in real estate. 
So let's back up. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys found your, hopefully your forever home and forever area. So five or six years ago, moved to DFW, bought your primary home and you started investing. Was that on the residential side or are you going straight to the commercial multifamily side? Yes, that's correct. We started in the residential side. And this is one of the things that, again, like doing real estate and investing in real estate, there are so many ways to do it, right? Like, again, like you need some type of education and you need some time actually like to decide was the best strategy for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. so my background and actually like my personality is like being more hands-on, right? So, so yeah. that's what we started like with single family houses. So we started like acquiring single family houses in the DFW area. We converted them to long-term rentals, right? Like, okay. so we put like tenants there. Initially, we were trying like to manage them by ourselves, <laughs> It was a really bad idea, as you can imagine, yep. right? Like being in the hospital full time and my wife being also and working in the clinic and with our two kids, like one six and one 11 years old now, like, so it, it was going to be very, very tough. It was a bad idea. So we were able like to leverage someone's time and expertise, like a property manager. And after that, we started growing actually very fast until we got to the nine properties we own now. Wow, that's impressive. So even you know, forget about the syndication space, which we'll touch on in a minute, yeah. temporarily. But yeah. one to nine, five years, you know, brand new to the area, didn't know it, you know, brand new to real estate investing at the time. You know, there's a lot of people listening, I know, and a lot of my friends, I'd say, you know, 19 out of 20 people will sit on the sidelines and say, Well, that really sounds interesting. How did you take that first step for that first property? What was going through your mind and what pushed you over the edge to buy that first property? Take that first step. Yes, yes. So, I mean, as anything that is new in life, I mean, like there's always risk, right? Like, and there's always a little bit of self-doubt if this is going to work or not. But if there's something that I have learned in the last couple of years is like, sometimes we just need to take action. We just need to try new things. Like, again, like, I mean, otherwise it may be 10 or 20 years from now, and we're going to be in a situation where we regret not trying, like at least like doing these new endeavors. So again, like I had some background in real estate, like again, like in my family, I mean, of course it's very different, like investing in real estate in South America and Peru than doing it here. So I did like a lot of education, like initially, like just like free education, like as you can imagine, like there's like a lot of podcasts of audiobooks or webinars that you can just listen to, right? Like, and again, like if someone wants to get involved in real estate, even as a busy professional, there's always ways to do it, right? Like, the, and there's, we are in a time and an era where there's free education everywhere, right? Like just even in YouTube, like, I mean, you just Google, like any topic that you want to be more proficient, you get the information there, right? Like, but at some point, like, again, like if you want to start scaling, if you mm-hmm. want to be more proficient, again, like you need to start again, like getting more information or going to paid conference or even going to masterminds or even going like to mentorships, right? Like to speed up your process. That's great. I'll kind of back up on a couple of things you talked about. First, I, there's a quote that always sticks in my mind. We talk about taking action and it's actually from a uh, professional bodybuilder, Ronnie Coleman, who won, yeah. I think, Mr. Olympia many years. And he says, if you do what you've always done, you get what you've always got. Yes. And that could be more true. And the fact is that most people, I'm sure you and I have shared this similarity with a lot of our friends and professional acquaintances is, again, they sit on the sidelines like, man, it just seems so risky. The timing's not right. The market's not right. You know, you and I work with a lot of busy professionals, maybe work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Their time is limited. So learning a new thing just sounds exhausting. What would you recommend, you know, physician or somebody else, you know, my level and my W2 is similar. They have very little free time and the time they have, they want to spend with their families. 
where would you recommend that busy professional starts their education? You know, is it blogs? Is it podcasts? What would you recommend? Yeah. So again, like I can comment what happened in my case, right? Like in my case, for example, like I live half an hour from the hospital where I work. So I used to do like the audiobooks and podcasts and all of that, like when I was on my way to work and when I was driving back, right? Like, so that's important part. And again, as you mentioned, it's very important to have all this information. It's important to have knowledge, but at the end, that doesn't do anything if you don't take action, right? Like, and why you take action, like the next step is like to define your why. Right. Like, so why am I doing this? Right. Like, so, I mean, at some point you will become busier, right? Like you have your full-time job and you're doing something else and something new that you need to learn and you need to put more time. Like the question is why I'm doing this. Right. Like, and Mm -hmm. and the answer for me was easy, right? I was doing this for my family, for my wife or for my kids. And just with the thought of maybe having options in the future and having Mm -hmm. more time in the future. Right. Like, and it certainly has paid off. So this back up again to the nine properties you got today, you accelerated quite quickly on the general partner commercial syndication space. What led you to shift your focus from those single family properties over to the multifamily? Yeah. So as I was telling you, I mean, like we started with single family houses and we're actually doing good. We're doing very good. I mean, like I believe in a span of less than two years, we went up to nine properties. It's just like at the end of the day and at the end of the year, you find out yourself with a lot of paperwork, with a lot of things to deal with, like even like in the day to day, right? Like even if you have a property manager, there's a lot of problems that happen every single week, right? And also like at the end of the day, every decision every responsibility and every liability lies on you, right? And that's that's when you are in single family houses. It's very difficult to scale up. It's very, very difficult. And like uh, you can imagine, like in order to have a good income in single family houses, you need to have cash flow. And for that, you would need to have like 30, 40 units, like at least, or houses, which is probably a nightmare to manage. (laughs) That's actually a really, I want to hit on that point. I mean, if you're Working professionally, you worked hard, you're 20, 30 years in the industry, you, you know, you work for that advanced degree, whether it's medical or elsewhere, you know, a law degree, whatever, MBA, to replace that income with, you know, a number of short-term rentals or single-term rentals, uh, sorry, single long-term rentals, excuse me, takes a lot of volume, right? And then you, yes. like you said, even if you a couple of things with the property manager, it's great to have one. But one, they're taking a significant portion of your proceeds, right? So then you're having to add even more properties to make up for that. And two, every big decision, you know, whatever your threshold is, $1,000 repair, $2,000 repair, they're still having to come back to you or your spouse or your team to do that. So important to keep in mind. And then tell us about, Harry, like your experience on the commercial side, either as a passive investor or as a partner, how does your time spent, you know, week to week compare with managing your own properties? Yes. yes. So like after we got these nine properties under our belt, we were trying to look for other options on how to invest in real estate. And by that time already, we had like already like the education about like, there are so many ways to invest, right? So we found ourselves with this concept called syndication in real estate in commercial properties, right? Like, and specifically what we do is in apartment complexes, right? So, and the concept is, I mean, like the word is like a big word, right? Like a syndication. It sounds like very- It sounds intimidating, right? Yes. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But but the concept is actually not, not that difficult, right? Like it's a group of people with a similar interest that they get together in order like to buy a big asset, right? Like, and they can be active and passive investors and all benefit from that investment, right? Like, so I was doing more education around that time and I was going actually to conferences and actually like at the end, I decided to join a mastermind and mentorship. And the reason was because 
there's one thing that in one of these meetups or meetings that where I was going locally, someone told me, right? Like, so when you want to go in commercial real estate, you need one of these three things, right? Like, so you either need time, you need like a good network, or you need like some capital, right? Like, so as you can imagine, like being a full-time professional, having nine houses, a wife and two kids, I didn't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> Like the other part was like, uh, yes, I mean, I had like my network in residential real estate, but that doesn't mean absolutely anything in commercial real estate. So like I was like in point zero at that point. So, but I had some capital, right? Like, so I, like I decided to invest in myself and join like one of these mastermind and mentorships, right? Like, so where I could leverage other people's expertise or leverage other people's times right? Like, and work together and build up teams together, we can buy these big, big assets. Uh, Mastermind, I found to be a super powerful concept. I'd love to hear your perspective. What do you like most about, you know, their mastermind groups and joining forces with like-minded individuals? What have you gotten out of that? And what would be your one takeaway? Yeah. So like, and especially in commercial real estate, these masterminds, there's a lot of what we call abundance mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so we all understand that this is a big endeavor, right? Like, so to buy these multi-million dollar apartment complexes, you just cannot do it by yourself, right? Like, so you need to form friendships or to form alliances with other people with different skill sets, right? Like, so that's one of the things that I love about like this mastermind and mentorships in commercial real estate, right? Like, and since the beginning, I was very welcome and there was a lot of education involved. Even after a couple of weeks, like I was invited to go for a due diligence in one of the apartment complex that we were going to acquire. And I jumped in immediately <laughs> and I was very fortunate that actually like at the end, I was invited like to join like the general sponsorship team in that project. So yeah, I mean, like, again, like talking about like taking action, like as soon as you can, like once you understand like the concept. I love it. What's your single favorite thing about real estate investing? Yeah, no, like... <laughs> Oh, well, like so many people say cash flow. Like I say the same, but at the same time, it's relationships. Like I love meeting new people. And again, like it's something that is just not going to stay with you for a deal or for a couple of years. It's just going to stay with you for life, right? Like the relationships and the friendships that you have to and you develop, like at the end in these projects, are priceless. And for the record, there's no wrong answer to that question, but that was a really good one. (laughs) Okay, good. I like it. I pass the test. I pass the test. (laughs) So you work with a lot of physicians all the time. You know, what's holding the back? Why aren't more people doing this? It almost seems like it's still an underground society from what you and I, you and I dabble in. Why isn't this a, a more blown up publicized thing? What holds people back? What holds physicians back specifically? Yeah, it's mainly the lack of knowledge that there's other types of investments. Many people, they don't know that they can and they should diversify their investments, right? Like just thinking about the future themselves and their families, right? Like so in case of busy professionals and healthcare professionals, we spend so much time, again, like to become a good doctor, a good nurse, a good nurse practitioner mm-hmm. that we forgets other aspects of our lives, like again, like to plan for the future or for our financial future. And what happens to that is that many times after several years of training, we find ourselves out of college or out of the university or medical school, and we have a lot of loans and we just think about like just going to start working a lot and put like a lot of money in my 401k, but you don't think about other ways to diversify your portfolio. Open your mind, right? Yes, absolutely. So if you had to leave one takeaway for, again, 
busy position, burned out, working all those hours, what would you tell them? Is it educate yourself? Is it something else? Yes. Yes. That's one of the things that we always love like to talk about with my friends and colleagues. Again, like to get your education, but again, like education just takes you to a point, right? Like, and after yeah. that, you have to take action, right? Like, and, and like, and again, you have to take action for you and for your family. That's it. So simply said and so powerful. So I heard this has been awesome. Thanks so much for breaking off all this wisdom and sharing your journey and all these insights with us. For somebody listening and wants to learn more about you or your company, how do we do so? Yes, absolutely. So we have our website, which is called Nima Equity. Nima is N as in Nancy, I-M-A, equity.com. And we also have our YouTube channel because we are biggest we discuss on education and to bring awareness like about other types of investments to busy professionals, specifically in the healthcare system. Right. Like, so yeah, I mean, more than welcome to talk with anyone who would be interested. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. It's great talking to you. Hey, thanks so much. That's my blast. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cash Flow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey. And we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.